Hey, what's up, my friend? You are listening to the I Have ADHD podcast, episode number 17. I am so glad that you decided to tune in today. I am medicated, I am caffeinated, and I am ready to roll. My name is Kristen Carter, and I am your host. And for the first time ever, I'm welcoming a guest to the podcast. I cannot wait to introduce you to my new friend, Laura Brooke. She is a professional organizer, and she has ADHD. And if that combination does not blow your mind, I do not know what will. Our conversation was so wonderful. It was jam-packed with value. I am super stoked to share it with you today. I want to let you know that this conversation is going to be a two-part series. This first episode that you are listening to right now, Laura talks all about mindset, the mindset of being an organized person, what it will take to change your thoughts so that you can live out the result of being an organized person. Now, you know, if you've been listening for any amount of time, that I love to start with the thoughts because I believe with all of my heart that our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings create our actions, and our actions create our results. So if we want to have different results, we have to begin with our thoughts. We have to observe our thoughts. We have to be willing to be wrong and change the way we are currently thinking if we want to produce a different result. This episode, Laura becomes really vulnerable with her ADHD story. She completely sets up a new thought pattern for all of us living with ADHD and struggling to organize, and she just says everything in such an empathetic and relatable way. I think you are going to love her. And I want to let you know that next week's episode is going to be extremely practical, and Laura is going to break down very, very practical tips of how to step-by-step become an organized person. But we all know that organization is going to start with our mindset. Our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings create our actions. Our actions create our results. And so if we want different results in the area of organization, we have to change our mindset. And so this episode is all about our mindset centered around organization. I hope you love it. And listen, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, do it now so that next week when episode two is available to you, it's going to show up right in your podcast feed and you will be ready to roll. It'll be right there for you. So please make sure to subscribe. And now here's my conversation with Laura Brooke. I hope you love every single second of it. All right, Laura. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am so excited to be doing my first interview. I am so glad it's with you. Oh, thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. This is so exciting. So I have so many questions for you. But first, I thought it would be really good to start off with just knowing your story. So can you tell us a little bit about your ADHD story and your journey and kind of, um, you know, where you are right now with it all? Sure. So my my story is really, really long. So I'm going to give you a short version, but it might still be long. So cut me off if I'm trailing or anything. No problem. But my, <laughs> my ADHD story is so typical of, I think, 
the general view of girls with ADHD. So my earliest memories are of being confused why I don't easily relate to other kids my age or fit in well and knowing I was different, but not knowing why and not understanding what that meant for me. And I remember at a really young age, just thinking, is my life always going to be like this? And now I'm in my thirties and yeah, (laughs) it's still still like that for the most part. But I, I mean, I was the, the class clown and, um, On a superficial level, I had a lot of friends, but I also had a hard time being close with anybody. And then also as I kind of grew up, I mean, that's the social aspect that I really started of just remembering of of just feeling different as a kid. But also, um, I always felt pretty confident, but then I also at the same time felt um, self-conscious. And I think a lot of that had to do with the countless times I was told things like, just try harder. And Mm. why did you fail that test? You knew all of this, or why can't you just be quiet or sit still or do better or be normal? I mean, I heard all of that so much growing up. I, I was definitely hyperactive, but I had, I'm definitely combination type. I, I was very hyper as a kid, but also inattentive and kind of in the clouds. And um, like most parents, mine weren't really concerned with my struggling um, in a lot of areas until my grades dropped. So starting around fourth grade is when I think my parents started to realize, oh, there's kind of something going on here. And they didn't really know what, but my grades continued to slowly decline until about seventh grade when I I was doing really bad in school. So that's when my parents took action and they took me to a psychiatrist where I was told that I was the poster child of ADHD. Oh, look at you. I know. And I remember thinking, I don't really know what that means, but I don't like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I was like 13. This was like 1997. And um, and that was about it. That's what I was told. I was not given any type of education. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know. I, I mean, we went down the list of symptoms, but I'm 13 I, and then I hear ADHD. I mean, I don't even know if I knew what that was before that. I really don't remember, but I definitely feel like I'm just now kind of grasping ADHD mm-hmm. um, over half my life later. But at the time, I was given Adderall and it was amazing. All of a sudden I could focus and I could apply myself um, in my head. It really was a magic pill. I Mm. could all of a sudden um, just push through certain situations. Like for instance, I did a lot of sports and I did field hockey where you typically on my team had to run three miles before practice even started every day. Mm. And that was torture. Like I was like the worst thing in the world. And I would often walk and then all of a sudden I'm on Adderall and I found myself, wow, I can, I can run. I can just like calm down and focus and run. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was all of a sudden, you know, studying and applying everything and instant Adderall. Like it was crazy. It was like night and day. My, my next report card, I was, you know, and, and all of a sudden I was starting to get confidence back and all of that. But basically, without the true knowledge of what ADHD was and how it affected me, and of course, I at 
you're kind of probably <laughs> realizing that I didn't do any type of therapy. They just, you know, threw stimulants in my face. Um, of course. What happened was without the knowledge of ADHD and also this idea that I had a magic pill and all my struggles were over, I found that my struggles were most definitely not over. Mm-hmm. And I, around 17, I would say, as I started to grow up and make friends and um, kind of come into my own, um, I gave into stigma that, that I started experiencing. You know, I, I made friends that um, I guess I didn't realize, you know, before you deal with stigma, you don't even know it's coming. Like that's mm-hmm. one thing that I think people don't prepare their children for at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, I don't really know how to suggest you do that, but I in no way was prepared as most people aren't. And that first time someone was like, Adderall, uh, you know, do you know that's like uh, methamphetamine and, you know, all of that stigma that you're told. And I was like, holy crap, I've never even thought about it, which is also mm-hmm. you know, typical of ADHD. You're just like, yeah, I'm taking a stimulant, whatever. And <laughs> and I never thought about it. I was on it for years. And then um, they made it sound so dirty and evil. And uh, that was the first time I really felt shame. Um, I went to a private school, so I didn't really experience stigma there. I mean, they didn't even know I was on anything. All of a sudden, they just saw an improvement and were happy. But <laughs> um, stigma, yeah, was was from peers first, and then um, I felt like I was constantly running from that. And as mm-hmm. also typical with ADHD, I um, just ran away from it completely. I was like, no, I, you know, I don't want to live like this. I I'm, I had this idea that um, I was going to do, you know, show everyone I was going to, I was going to be good on my own. I didn't need stimulants. Um, I was going to conquer ADHD. And um, I do think that that's a possibility, but not running away from it. So that's what I did. And then started my um, rough years or my twenties, I would say. Um, The twenties were significantly harder for me, even harder than the last couple years of high school. And, you know, when I was 17, when I say I I got off of of my stimulant medication, that's something that I told my parents and, you know, them not having the education either, um, because it was not pre-internet in the world, but pre-internet where it was like in everybody's house. So they, Mm -hmm. once I got that diagnosis, they still didn't like run out and educate themselves either. Um, and so they were like, okay, you know, if you, I think it was long enough to where I forgot the struggles I had before. And I think they did too. I think they forgot how annoying I was uh, or their perception of, of my symptoms being annoying. And, um, you know, the second the Adderall was out of my system, uh, my life went so downhill. I mean, no more honor roll. I barely graduated high school. And when I say that, I did ninth and 10th grade was all honor roll. And I did so bad 11th and 12th grade, I barely graduated like by the skin of my teeth. And um, still like in hindsight, you're like, well, duh, why don't you just go back on Adderall? Mm -hmm. And still I did not associate that with, with, you know, my bad choices. For some reason, I decided to continue struggling because I didn't want to deal with my own reality. I wanted to run away from it. And the truth was that second at 17 that I was feeling that stigma and was like, you know what? 
I'm just going to go off of it. It was probably a time when I should have gone back to the psychiatrist or just someone to get help and even up my dose because it hadn't been, it was the same for a couple of years, you know, things like that. And, mm. and I think whenever, you know, my one suggestion here real quick is when you're like getting that fleeting feeling of like, I'm unhappy and I'm just going to run away from it. Don't, mm. you know, even if you don't, deal with it head on, just go back to somebody, a doctor or somebody and, and figure out what's really going on because, you know, you have to keep that in check. But anyway, my twenties, as I said, were crazy. By 25, I found out I was pregnant. I um, wasn't even with my son's father at the time. It was like this impulsive, horrible situation Mm. time that I felt like I wasn't going to overcome. And I, you know, stuck with it and um, made a series of also bad decisions from there. But I, I once I had my son, I, I would say that was a big turning point. Um, mm-hmm. I was overcome with, you know what, I, I've wasted these first five years of my 20s, but I'm really going to turn it around. And it was like my second push. Still not fully embracing my situation, but I did have... Um, you know, almost like an enlightening experience of wanting to be the best for your child, which I think is a normal thing. But yeah. I still was not dealing with my real issues. So uh, 30, let's fast forward five years, I found myself um, divorced and with um, a new soon-to-be husband and pregnant again and still no college education, you know, nothing to really show for. And I was so depressed. And I, I don't think it was from depression. It was from just this feeling of like, what am I doing? Like my whole twenties are wasted. You know, I, I never would have thought I would have struggled turning 30, but I think because I was running away from my reality for so long, mm-hmm. I just, you know, was so depressed, but it really was just this fear of, of dealing with my reality. So now add two more kids to that. So I have three total and I'm forced. I'm now forced. I'm rock bottom. I'm a, I'm a basically a stay at home mom with three kids. I hate being a stay at home mom. I'm struggling. I I can't even upkeep the house. I am losing my mind. I feel like I I can't take care of myself. How am I going to take care of three kids? I'm at rock bottom. And that was my moment. Okay, I need help. I'm not doing anything good. Like in my 20s, you know, I had some free time. I could do a couple things good and kind of be like, I'm okay, I'm okay. Yeah. Well, not with three kids. I had no no time. I wasn't even doing anything. I was. I felt like I was failing at everything. So I hit yeah. rock bottom. I told my husband, I was like, he knew I had ADHD, but I don't think he realized um, how hard it was for me because I never shared that with him. I, I was still running. So... I faced it head on. I told him, I was like, I, I have to, I have to go back to a psychiatrist. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember, I remember that first time I took Adderall when I was 13 and it was like, wow, this is, this is all so, so much easier. Like I wasn't struggling. And I told him, I just don't want to struggle anymore. Mm-hmm. And I went back and once again, everything turned around, but this time I did it with a whole treatment. Like I, I got educated on ADHD. I was in therapy for a long time. I'm still in ongoing therapy. It's just not quite as often. Mm. And, you know, I found my treatment balance, as I say. And mm. I, I can't tell you 
how different my life is now. Um, just, just from that moment of admitting, okay, I'm going to accept my reality. I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to admit that I need help, which is the mm-hmm. hardest part of all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'm going to learn about stigma. I'm going to learn how to combat it, not only with myself, with, with family members, friends, anyone. And I'm going to, I'm going to really overcome this. And, and that alone, just learning how to deal with ADHD properly for myself has given me so much confidence to deal with other areas of my life. Cause it's like, wow, okay, now I'm really overcoming it. I'm managing my symptoms. I'm in treatment. I'm, I feel like I can function, you know, yeah. the, the suffering that people go through and, and anyone listening may be going through, um, you know, if you can just face it and get the help and the treatment you need, whatever that may be, and it's mm-hmm. often trial and error, you know, just do it. So that is my story. And now I'm a business owner. I am still with three kids and, and that's it for me. <laughs> but I am, I'm managing my household. I am, um, not perfect by any means. I still, my son's in third grade and, and, you know, there's still many times the teacher is like, oh, well, you forgot to hand, the teacher comes to me. Oh, you forgot to him. <laughs> you know, so I'm still going through stuff like that. But for the most part, I am managing symptoms and I can kind of laugh that stuff off. And, and a lot of that comes mm. with education. But that is my story. That is such a compelling story. And I feel like you are speaking for all of us. Like that felt so close to home for me. I just loved it. Thank you so much. Thank oh, you. Thank so, you. Yeah, I think we're, we all can go through so many similar things and it looks different. Oh, it feels different, but it's, it's such a, it, I mean, everyone I've talked to, you know, it's, it's so similar and especially yeah. with women, I think it's a little harder for us with the, the pressure and the judgment and the stigma. I think yeah. we, not that men don't feel that, of course they do, but I, I think women have this weird um, feeling of having to be perfect. And when you, when you have ADHD, that hurts you so much harder mm-hmm. than the average woman, which is already hurting women, but it's, yeah. it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I think... Um you know, your thought about just really accepting it. I think that when I meet people who, um, you know, you can see from the outside that they're struggling so much, but they're really resisting that acceptance piece. I think that's key for all of us and it hits us at different times. And a lot of times we do have to totally hit that rock bottom, which is so hard, but like, we're, we're really just not fast learners. Like, let's just be honest, right? Like we have to oh, be no, not kind of like I mean, my executive age it. right now is 26. So, right. <laughs> and I feel it like I'm, I'm 34, but I'm kind of really 26. And once I can admit that, yeah, um, it helps a lot. It yes. helps. It helps just being realistic. You, you relieve so much of that pressure off of yourself. Absolutely. I just saw a post about that. That's so interesting. So I think what you're referring to is, at least I know Dr. Barkley talks about how we're all about 30, 30% behind, right? Age-wise? Yeah. Yeah. And so- and I definitely am. Or oh, more. Yeah. I might and be I feel more, the same but... way. So I'm 30, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be 38 um, soon. And I feel like I'm just now like developmentally around like 30. I really do. Yeah. I just feel like I'm, I'm yeah. kind of landing, kind of knowing what I want to do with my life, kind of like feeling comfortable in my own skin. And right. 
that's like, and it doesn't help that we feel that, that everyone's like, what are you going to do with your life at, you know, 18 now? I mean, that's even harder for us too, right? Because I mean, yeah, I'm kind of living what I wanted. And the other day, my husband was like, you know, you're, you're living your dream, you know, you're doing all this stuff. And then I'm like, oh, wow, I just realized that. Thanks. Thanks for telling me. It's something that I never even you know, sometimes you just need someone to tell you something and, yeah. and you to realize it and just and soak that in because mm. we just can't always do that ourselves, can yeah. we? No. No, the self-reflection piece is so hard, which is why having a really great partner or a really good friend who is yes. like who you allow to speak into your life or a therapist or a coach, you know, like somebody needs to be speaking into your life so that like somebody you trust so that you can really definitely get help with that observation piece. Which is really hard to find too, I want to point out. And it took me 30 years to find my support system, my my correct support system. So don't be discouraged. You will find it. And it takes a long time and it's really hard, but just don't give up because if you're putting yourself out there, you're going to find it. But if you're completely closed up, you can guarantee you're never going to find your support system. You have to put yourself out there. Yeah. Ooh, Laura's preaching. I love it. Okay, Laura, how how in the world does an (laughs) ADHD person get into the professional organizing business? This is blowing my mind. I think all of us are really confused. So you you need to tell us how. How? Oh no, I, I knew this question was coming. And <laughs> I call this the age old question because I get it all the time. Yeah. And so when I first started my professional organizing business, I hid the fact that I had ADHD because mm. um, I was still kind of coming into my own, of course. There's the fear of just starting a business is scary enough. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, um, you know, being a little ashamed of a, a certain side of you, of course, your inclination is to hide it. And I don't want people to think I'm a fraud because when you look up ADHD, like these symptoms, like the official symptoms is disorganized. So I thought it would discredit me in some way. So I was really scared to open up about it. And I assume people thought I would suck if they're like, oh, you have ADHD. I'm not hiring you. Are you crazy? But um, I want to break down a few myths and stereotypes right now. So ADHD looks so different to all of us. Mm -hmm. So everyone, we're still individuals. It's really hard to get that. Like Mm -hmm. I think sometimes when you first are educated on ADHD and you relate so much to it, you start to be like, I'm exactly like everybody else and you lose a little identity. But I want to break down that and you know, executive function is is the real challenge that we all face, but that looks mm-hmm. so different in all of us. So if you still love something, even if it's like engineering or or coding or something that's extremely boring to me, like I could never sit and create code for programs all day. And there's people with ADHD that do that and are amazing at it. And I do not know how they do it. Well, organizing is no different. So I, it's something that I wouldn't say it's the actual organization that is my true passion, even though I love the end result. And I get a dopamine hit from that end result of turning a mess into a beautiful space. But it's the efficiency that I'm passionate about. It's the problem solving. It's the getting shit done that I love so much about it. And I 
for some reason have the gift of efficiency. I, I'm that woman that's like carrying all the grocery bags in in one trip. That's who I am. <laughs> like I, I want to get it done the best way possible the first time. So, and and I also have a mathematical brain. So mm. I can go into someone's house and learn a little about them and pick up on little things. And I can't explain how I do that. I wish I could write a book I really and, and explain this, but I, I don't think I can. But I can just kind of see or know some sort of perception of what's going to help them and what's going to get them there the quickest amount of time. And I, I can't really explain how I can do that, but that's my gift. And that's what I enjoy. So while you may hate organization in general and think like, oh, how can anyone do this? And honestly, I get it all the time from my clients. Like, how do you do this for a living? Mm-hmm. And from, you know, I don't want to say normal, but from people who aren't ADHD, you know, yeah. that's a common question. So it's something that people of all backgrounds struggle with depending on their situation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's it's what I love. And I I really enjoy it and I'm good at it. And I went for it. And, and on that, I, I want to say that the moment when I decided, I told you 2019 was all about putting myself out there. So one of those, uh, you know, in my list of criteria for that, it was letting the world know that I had ADHD, talking about oh. it with my clients, you know, sharing, like putting it on my Instagram and, and sharing more and creating awareness around it. Mm. And I got to that because I had recently, right, I would say December, like November, December, I talked to two different women that were personal clients of mine that um, were sharing things and it just sounded so much like ADHD. And I didn't want to diagnose them, of course, you know, because right. I'm not a doctor. But what I did was share with them. I just opened up and I was like, you know, I have ADHD and I really think you should um, just talk to, even if it's just your, you know, regular doctor or whoever you go to for checkups and just mention what you're going through or even find a psychiatrist or a therapist or somebody because it sounds so much like my struggle over the years. And I shared that I was diagnosed with ADHD. I shared that I was medicated and both of these women were not treated and both of them had the story of my 20s where it was just like, mm. they're a mess and they just, you know, they feel like they might have ADHD, but, you know, their husband says, you know, oh, you know, I'm disorganized sometimes and <laughs> it's hard for me to focus sometimes, you know, the age old story of like, of oh yeah, you can't focus, I can't either sometimes. Right. And, you know, like that stigma that we're told and I was like, Wow, you know, if if I opened up um, and just threw this out there, I wonder how many people it would help um, in the disorganization capacity, like just having, being able to share. And the second I did it, I mean, it was scary, but my, I, I would say everything improved in my business, honestly, like just being open and honest. Wow. And, you know, this is an industry where I'm going into people's homes and working with them. And I think it's actually worked to my my benefit. And I didn't know that was going to happen ahead of time. I really put myself... It was maybe a little bit of an impulse, (sighs) not thinking it through, but I... um, That is shocking. Luckily. I know. know. (laughs) And, And what I feel has happened is that when people see that I'm someone who hasn't always been perfect and I took away that layer of... Um, oh, she's a professional organizer. Her house is always perfect and she mm-hmm. has it all figured out. When I took that away, 
people felt so much more comfortable to hire me because they're like, okay, she's going to come in here. She's going to understand. Like I just created a more understanding environment. So in the end, you know, I created more understanding for ADHD, but also um, was just honest and genuine. And I felt so much better about myself. I felt so good Hmm. that people are still hiring me and they know I have ADHD. Like that was a huge confidence first that I that I needed. Yeah. And um, I'm not telling everyone to go tell their employer that they have ADHD. Right. <laughs> By the way, I just want to do a disclaimer. I don't want to hurt anyone here. But if the time is right, and you have that feeling that it's right, and that mm-hmm. and that you believe you'll be supported, I mm-hmm. definitely encourage it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, that's such a personal thing. But it is and so interesting, because humans connect through shared weaknesses. I think a lot. We do. And yeah. I think we walk around trying to pretend that like we're perfect and we then like assume other people are perfect. It's just like the facades when they come down, connecting with people on such a human level, it opens up this layer that totally. is so much more authentic. It's so much better. It, totally. And I agree. And And my personal relationships with my clients have been so much more rewarding since I've opened up. They open up to me more. We share more. Um, and and it's more enjoyable. The time passes quicker. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, when you're just kind of working and talking together, it, it just creates such a better experience. But on, on top of that, I, I think that I'm trying to change a lot about the, the industry of professional organizing as well, because like you said, this this um, idea that we have to be perfect and social media is not helping that. And, Agreed. Um, yeah. And it's the same in the professional organizing world where we're doing before and afters and we're creating this picture that everything's perfect. And and also people hire a professional organizer thinking we're going to wave this magic wand and, oh my God, I'm going to get organized. And right. I... I create that little dose of like, you know what? I'm not coming in here so that you can be perfect all of a sudden because right. that is not going to happen. Right. But I'm really just sharing my struggle that I've gone through with ADHD myself. I mean, I used to have this idea that I had to be perfect and or mm-hmm. something. I mean, I listened to your podcast, by the way. And I remember when you said, and I related to this so much that if if you can't do the whole thing, it's not even worth starting. I mean, yes. that is... So my past, and I did Ugh. not start growing until I started biting smaller chunks and yes. not worrying about like, just go for it, like just do it. And yeah. I was so there, but it's the same thing in my field and mm. with getting organized. I mean, it's so important to like, for instance, if you have a giant messy cluttered room, of course, you're not going to be able to do that in one day. So if you can't do it all at once, you're going to be, if you have ADHD, you might be inclined to completely avoid it because right. you can't even wrap your head around those smaller chunks. But, yes. you know, it's, it's growth. It's taking, getting out of your headspace is, is the hardest thing for us to do, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's the most rewarding thing we can do. And it, it starts translating to so many different areas, for sure. Hey, it's Kristen, and I'm just popping in here to say you've made it halfway through this episode. Do not turn it off now. 
Laura continues to blow my mind through this whole entire episode, so I hope you are enjoying every single second of it. And I also wanted to let you know that Laura was so kind, she made a printable download for you. If you would like to think through and work through your mindset when it comes to organization, you can go to IHaveADHD.com slash organization, and you can download her guide to changing your mindset. She keeps it simple. She keeps it short. It's going to be one page. It is not a big deal. You can totally do this. Resist the feeling of overwhelm. It is a choice, and you do not have to choose overwhelm, my friend. You really don't. Okay, you can go to IHaveADHD.com slash organization to get that download from Laura. Here is the rest of our conversation. I hear a lot from people, um, my experience with ADHDers, and I know this is such a generalization, but my experience with ADHDers is um, we're usually either really focused on organizing because we found that it helps us to just um, be sane, you know, or we kind of... um, are like a total mess. And we just say like, um, you know, I'm disorganized, but my mess doesn't bother me. My house is messy, but it's fine. You know, like I don't need to be organized. So what do you say to someone who um, might feel like organizing is not for me? I don't actually need it. What do you feel like is like, how do you sell somebody on that? You know? Yeah, I I would say first and foremost that there's a large chance that that's bullshit, that you Mm -hmm. do not need organization. And I say that because I, I think that, you know, everyone needs to understand that organization looks different person to person. So the, the point is, is that if you feel disorganized, then you are. And if, if someone genuinely is organized and it looks messy to someone else, that doesn't mean that they're actually messy. I mean, it's, it's, we're, we're talking about perceptions versus realities, right? Mm. So if someone thinks that they're organized, I would say, do you know where everything is? Mm. And if they know where every single thing is, then I would 100% agree with them, even if it looks like a mess, mm-hmm. which chances are they might be you know, maybe fibbing a little bit, (laughs) but, but in general, or the definition to me as a professional organizer is being organized is everything that you own, having a place or a home where it lives, everyone knowing where that place is Mm. and being able to, you know, create habits and routines around that to keep it up. I mean, that's what organization is. And that is going to look different for every person, depending on their personality, mm-hmm. lifestyle, their routines, their habits, you know, what kind of job they have, everything. Do you have kids? I mean, uh, someone who has kids, their house is going to look a lot different. Totally. Uh, and it might look messy, but it still may be organized depending on the situation. So what I have to say, if you say there's no hope for you for organizing, you say, oh, I've tried everything, you know, or you might be saying, oh, well, I've I, I've got it all together. It looks mm. messy to you, but it's organized to me. I would say in most cases, 
that's probably not true. It yeah. might be a little bit of you um, avoiding the organization. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to say, "Oh, I'm organized." Stop. You know, it's a lot easier to say that than than admit that you're disorganized and then have right. to deal with it. So, right. um, it could be an excuse. But I I do think that the most important thing is to know where everything is because that's what organization really is. It's not how it looks necessarily. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, we're, this is an HGTV. So we can right. be real. Your house might look messy to, you know, someone, someone else. But I also want to point out too, I don't want to go too, too far into mental health or anything like that. But um, people who are diagnosed with hoarding disorder also believe that they know where everything is mm-hmm. and that everything is where it should be. So I think when it comes to mental health too, if, if you feel like you're organized, but you are losing things a lot and, and not really wanting to you know, own up to that, I think it's time to bring that up to a therapist or, or even an ADHD coach or a professional organizer, you know, depending on what you're comfortable with. Because um, if, if you lose things a lot, which we do, I mean, I just lost my phone yesterday. I'm so I mean, sorry. I, I pretend like I have my life together, but you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I still have ADHD, right? So I still lose totally. things. Um, my phone normally has a home when I'm home, but right. um, it disappeared and I still haven't found it. And I had <sighs> to go out and buy another phone today. You know, ADHD is expensive, but... The point is, is that if you are constantly losing things, and by the way, I want to mention I'm 30 something and it's the first time I've ever lost a phone. So I still oh, really? celebrate that. Yes. So I'm going to celebrate that and I'm going to turn it positive, even though I'm so frustrated and really angry. So yeah. I'm turning that, I'm flipping that script, but yep, at the same you. time, yeah, that could be due to my phone addiction, <laughs> by the way. Ah, so, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Beyond that, um, you know, everything needs to have a place. And if you're losing things all the time, yeah. you, you know, have just the, the feelings that come with being disorganized and you're telling people that you know where everything is, you know, it's time to get help, I think, to, to try to get organized. Yeah. I think that is such a good point because I love how you're saying that it's going to look different for everyone. So you're not setting this standard of like your house has to look a certain way in order for you to thrive. It's more yeah. about, are you frustrated? Like, are do you feel right. like you know where things are? If I were to say, you know, um, hey, let's go get some coffee. Would you be able to find your keys and your purse and your phone in, you know, 30 right. seconds? Right. Right. I want to dispel that myth that organization looks a certain way. I mean, yeah. Pinterest, I think, is a huge um, discouragement to yeah. people who struggle with organization because and HGTV and all of these these things, these visual things that we see, mm. um, without us really thinking about it, we we start to get this picture of what things should look like. And we do that with every era, area of our life, but we do it with our home. Yeah. Um, there's people who I see getting giant home renovations and their house was fine before that. But why do they do that? Is it because they have this idea of what their home should look like or is it because they're going to function better? Um, Do they feel like that it's going to improve their mental health? Do they feel like it's going to improve, you know, a a big area of their life or is it just because they think they should? And and organization is the same way because, Mm. you know, there's container store and there's Ikea and there's, Target and they all have tons of amazing organizing items. 
Mm. And you can go out and you can buy, you can spend $2,000 on beautiful organizing items and they are not going to help you be organized. Mm. That is not what organization is. And I don't want anyone to think that. For one, you don't have to spend money on plastic. That isn't even going to help you. And it's all about, do you know where your things are? And Mm. are you able to keep up that routine? And I will say, it's so much easier for people with ADHD to go out and just buy a couple of things because buying kind of feels good. Yeah. And then on top of that, you're like, yeah, I'm doing something. Yes. And, but you're not. Unfortunately, yeah. in this case, you're not because it just adds to the chaos. If you ha- already have too many things and you don't know where everything is, throwing a bunch of things in a big thing that you bought is not <laughs> going to help you. It's not. I know. I'm yeah, sorry. and then Don't you're just adding more stuff, right? <laughs> exactly. To your stuff. You're like, adding more stuff to the space in the name of organization, and you're right. actually hurting yourself. Yeah. Right. Oh, that is so good. So, what would you say is like? Where would someone start if they feel like a space is hopeless? Or if they feel like it's too much to conquer, or if they feel like I shouldn't even bother because it's just like too overwhelming. Where do you even start with someone? Actually, I know because I had the privilege of working with you and it was the most fun thing in the whole world. I am serious. It was so much fun. I had a blast too. It was, it was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. And what was so great about working with you, and I just want to say, if anybody out there is considering hiring, well, of course, Laura, but you know, in your area, a professional organizer, what I absolutely loved is that you came in with a plan. And my mess, even though it was overwhelming to me, and that closet of shame has been like this perpetual um, kind of like storm cloud over my life. You came in <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't overwhelming to you at all. It was like, whatever, no. let's just do it. And I was like, are you serious? I don't think I can. Like you were so <laughs> cheery. You were cheery about it. So other than hiring a professional organizer, what can someone do when they look at a room and they're like, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know where to start. So obviously it's not yeah. go out and buy stuff. So what is it? So it's this is where it gets tricky. So uh, another thing people need to understand is that organization is a skill that you can learn, mm. but there are a lot of people that are born with that skill. So it can be a talent, but it is something that you can get better at. But like anything else, it takes time, it takes practice, and it takes a lot of trial and error to figure out what's going to work for you. So when you have ADHD, that makes it feel impossible because we don't want anything to take any time. And we also have a hard time seeing the big picture. And if you feel like trial and error is going to happen, you might not want to even try it because you're like, I don't want any failure right now. I just want to be perfect right away. Like, why can't I just learn it right away? But honestly, that is what it takes. So if you're naturally disorganized or you're going through something crazy in your life and your home is a mess, it's going to take time to figure out what is going to work for you. And what that takes basically is you, you know, like I said, on my own story, I mean, me going through all of the negative sides of ADHD has helped me so much for what I do now because I see now what it takes to kind of overcome these small challenges that seem so big, but, you know, getting organized. And I want to come here today and tell all of your listeners 
that if it feels impossible, it's not. It just Mm. takes figuring out how to do it the best way for you. And it has to feel easy, but it can be done. Mm. It's not going to feel easy at first. But eventually, when you find your flow and what works for you, then it becomes something that is not so challenging. You just have to get over that hump. It's really hard at first. And it's always hard for us, right? I don't know if you can relate to this, but taking that first step is so hard for me. And I don't oh know if you're gosh. that way. Yes. Yeah, it's the hardest part. And and for anyone who's disorganized, especially if you have ADHD, that's the hardest part. And that's where a professional organizer can really benefit you or even an ADHD coach, you know, just kind of getting, helping you, giving you the support you need to kind of take that first step. That's the biggest part, but also continuing it and keeping it up. So if you have ADHD, I always recommend to all of my clients, if you want to get organized, you have to know who you are. You have to, you have to understand who you are But on the reverse side of that, you have to also understand what you really want. And I don't mean what you want your space to look like. You have to understand your goal. Like you can't... So with ADHD, you're like, oh, I want my space organized, right? And then you just go start fiddling with your stuff. (laughs) No thought process, right? That's the worst thing you can do with organization because then it really is just wasted time because you you know as as i said my passion is efficiency and productivity so if you just start fiddling with your stuff and moving it around that's all it's going to feel like you're doing and then you're going to get really discouraged so the biggest thing is start in your head because that's where change comes from anyway if you want to get organized you want to not mess with your stuff yet you want to get a clear picture of where you are and where you want to be, and make sure that's a healthy picture too. Make sure Mm. it's in reality. So your end goal, you can of course have pictures for inspiration. And and I know that works for a lot of people. If you're a visual person, that works for you. But I don't want you to go look for pictures and try to create that life for you because Mm. chances are, if you find it on Pinterest or you see something beautiful shared on Facebook or Instagram, that's most likely not going to work for you. And it, it might work for somebody else. You know, the the not living in reality thing is so easy for us. And I find myself doing it all the time. And I, I'm lucky to have a husband who's like, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> He's very honest with, with me. And that's I so encourage you to embrace that feedback and share, you know, share your goals with people and see yeah. what they say. And, and of course, filter out any negativity. But at the same time, you need to find that healthy, healthy balance of reality. And so create the mindset that getting organized is a goal that you need to accomplish and think about it more methodically instead of just like, oh, this room is a mess. I need to you know, go in there and, and fiddle with it and just move my stuff around. Well, if you have ADHD, there's a big chance that you have um, impulsive buying issues, mm-hmm. which makes it almost impossible to be organized. And I'll tell you why. If you have too much stuff in your home, which pretty much every American does, but if you have ADHD, you probably have a million little crappy things that you can throw away right now that you got for, it's only $2 in the checkout line, you know, that kind of stuff. Or you go to the dollar store and you're like, this is crap, but it's a dollar. So I'm going to bring it home. And, you know, we make those impulsive things. And that was really hard for me to get over, but I did. 
um, eventually by focusing on routines and habits and not going to stores that are tempting me anymore. For yeah. instance, I know multiple people who don't go to Target anymore because they are masters of the checkout line yeah. and grabbing you and getting you to want everything in their store. I mean, there's tons of memes about it. So that's where knowing yourself comes in because you can't fix your problems without really knowing who you are and then having a realistic picture of where you want to be. So that's really my goal when I come work with people. Um, and I do work with people virtually as well, um, more in a coaching capacity. So oh, cool. if you're extremely disorganized, yeah, I do that. If you're extremely disorganized and, and you have been disorganized as long as you can remember, um, the virtual capacity or what I call DIY probably isn't a good candidate for you. And I want to throw that out there right away. Okay. But um, if you're, if, if you're someone who feels like, okay, I can, I can do the work on my own. I just need help with my planning yeah. and someone to kind of hold me accountable. Then I, I do that virtually as well. But in person, it's really the same thing, except I'm there, as you know, I'm there helping you every step of the way and, and providing that encouragement and support. And it's something I enjoy. So I find it fun. I know you probably all think I'm crazy. But You're the weirdest person it. I've ever met. I know. <laughs> but, but you know what? I think if I explain it like, okay, I get my dopamine hit when we have a giant mess. And then when I leave, it's like almost done. And like, yeah. wow, it looks so much better. And like, you're happy. You know, that makes me happy. And I, yeah. I just, it's so rewarding. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I love how you're saying that it all has to start with the mind because we can clean a room, like we could clean a room or, or somebody could hire you to come in and clean a room. But that doesn't mean that two weeks later, it's not going to be a disaster again, right? So like it exactly. is so much more of a mindset issue. And I love how a huge part of that mindset is just allowing the process to take time and allowing there yes. to be failure. That's hard for us. That's so hard because we want things immediately instant, and we want gratification, yes. to do it perfectly. Yes, I know. I know. And that's really hard. And I didn't, like, I'm really good at it now. I mean, I, I do it all the time for right. not only myself, for other people, but I, you know, my house isn't always organized. I have three kids. I mean, my, I'm in my room right now and it's a mess. And, right. and I'll say that proudly because you know, the good thing is that now I really know how to get it really <laughs> cleaned up and organized really fast. So that, yes. I mean, if anything, it's more fun later if you, once you get the hang of it because you're like, okay, this is easy now and, and you do get it done faster. But yeah. it takes time. Like I said, organization, like any skill, if you need to get better at it, it's going to take time. It's going to take practice. And it's going to mm. take, I, I would say, with ADHD, you really have to focus more on your routines and your habits more than just the, you know, oh, tidying up here and tidying up there because we're, you're just going to have the same issues forever if you don't actually be more intentional with what you're doing. And, and you have to take that step back. And this is what's so hard for me is taking that step back and thinking about what you're doing mm. and understanding where you're going instead of just wasting the time. Because then if you do waste time, you're going to be a lot less likely to want to do it again. Of course, true. you just wasted all that time. Yeah. So talk to me about a routine or a habit. What does that look like? What do you mean when you say that? Right. So so part of the whole hard to explain, you know, learning about yourself and learning about where you want to be. Um, well, I say that for people with ADHD because routines and habits are especially hard for us because 
um, we don't, we aren't, uh, blessed with grit that much. You know, something gets hard. Yeah. It's hard to power through. We, we have to work, unfortunately, have to work harder to get through those annoying times. As you were saying, working with me, the, the arc, you know, that you feel when you start coming yeah. down, it's, you know, even when I'm treated with medication, I feel like I have to work harder to get over those arcs when you're on your way down than, yeah. than the average person. Yeah. So if you have intentional thinking and living that you're doing, and what I mean by that is if you're already have your plan and routine in your head and know what you're looking for and where you want to go, it makes it so much easier because mm everything you're doing is part of the experience and also be prepared for that arc. Like that's something that we have to intentionally be prepared for. And it's going to be so much easier to handle. Um, You know, we read, you might read a book like there's that, that professional organizer, Marie Kondo. I'm sure you've heard of every, like everyone's talking about it and you read a book and it's really inspiring. You're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And you get all your clothes out of your closet and no one prepared you for the fact that you were just going to hate yourself for taking all your clothes out of your closet at once. <laughs> and then you just leave it there, right? Because you have ADHD and you yeah. hate the arc. You, yeah. The arc is your nemesis, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you have the full picture of the routine and habit that you're looking for, and what mm-hmm. I mean by that, it's little things. So an example of a habit that will help you with with ADHD and something I recommend to every single one of my clients, especially those with ADHD, it's called the one touch rule. And that is when you are done eating, you don't throw your dish in the sink, you clean it and put it away. Okay. You deal with something, you go start to finish with everything you do. When you're walking in from your house and you have a bunch of junk mail you don't just throw it in a pile. You take that literally 30 seconds and throw the junk mail away or in the recycling. And mm-hmm. then, you know, if you have some bills in there, you put it in a pile to pay or something. You deal with it when you touched it instead of creating that pile of paper, which takes the longest. And this is, I'm telling you, every single one of my clients, we deal with paper. I think you mentioned paper. Yes. It sucks for everybody. And it I don't really, so there's, much. No, there's no one that likes paper. I don't like paper. I think that yep. it, it really sucks. But that one touch rule can save you building up paper that's going to take you hours to go through. And it literally just takes you 30 seconds to junk through your, to, to go through your mail every day and get rid right. of your junk mail and, right. and just separate that. It's, it's 30 seconds. So that one touch rule is such a good habit for those with mm. ADHD because for one, you're not adding a lot of time but it's something that's going to help you upkeep and it saves you so much time. So if you're, mm-hmm. if you're one of those like power through Saturday cleaners, like you don't clean your house at all, all week, and then right. you dread Saturday every day, like it's time to change up that routine because yeah. that sucks. Like who likes doing that? No, yeah. do the one touch roll. Like when, when you see a mess, you clean it up. When you're done with your, whatever you're working on, just go start to finish. And and like things like that, little mindful things create yeah. habits and routines that make it so much easy, easier to be organized and to keep it up. So and and but at the same time, one touch rule is not gonna work for, for everybody. So it, it's it's hard. You have to find like try mm. things like look up 
you know, you can go on Pinterest. I will recommend going on Pinterest and looking up like cleaning techniques or like habit and routines. There's tons of stuff on there and try things out and see what works for you. And mm. I would just say, if you have ADHD, try something for more than five minutes. <laughs> if you can't know if it's going to work for you in just five minutes. Give yourself a time frame of what you're going to try because even if the first five minutes is rocky, that doesn't mean it's not going to work for you. So it's it's just so complicated. ADHD is so complicated. Am I it right? Is. It is. It is. And you it, have to it power is through so easy things. to feel defeated immediately. It is. It's so oh, easy. Totally. And I think that Every is one of I feel the... defeated with something. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the biggest... Um, hurdles with ADHD is to realize how easy it is to feel defeated and then to fight against that all day, every day. And Definitely. I think, and that's why getting an ADHD coach or a professional yeah. organizer or totally. someone that, that can just take you out of your headspace. Cause that's what mm-hmm. we really do. Right. I mean, that's, that's what we do. We help totally. you just step out of that feeling of defeat and be like, okay, it was just five minutes and it, you know, it didn't work for five minutes. That doesn't mean it's not going to work for, you know, just someone to kind of take you out of that. And we really need that. And that's something, you know, I try to teach myself how to do. And it's still so, I mean, I've been working on it for years and it's still really hard. I mean, that's something that you have to admit. You're not, you're probably not going to be good at that if you have ADHD, you know, we have to admit it. We have to. And that's why I always say, like, we have to spend more money on ourselves. We have to take definitely more time, you know, um, on ourselves. We have to see the therapist. We have to hire a coach. We like if you if we want to be successful humans, it's just something we have to come to grips with. You know, it's shocking, and that is another piece of the acceptance. You know, yeah, like. Mm-hmm really owning that, like, okay, if I don't go to see my therapist at least once a month, I am not in a good place and I don't have someone else observing my thoughts. And so mm-hmm. then I make these stupid decisions. Like I'm going to pile everything in my bedroom because I don't feel like it, it takes too long to put it away, you know, or I don't know, right. silly things like that. I just, yeah. One thing for me that's been really helpful is self-talking in those moments. And I will literally say to myself, no, Kristen, finish up. Like finish what you're doing. Yeah. Put your clothes away. Like I, because oh, we don't I have that ability to have that inner voice. Well, I feel like I process it better when I, like when you were growing up, did you read books out loud? Um, yes. That's when I, I could did. not comprehend what I was reading and I felt like I was reading the yes. same paragraph over and over. I would yeah, totally so read it out, talk out, yourself to out loud. Yeah, yep. yeah. Because I feel like I process things better. And of course, people think I'm crazy, but they already did anyway because I have ADHD. Right. But, you know, like talking to myself, like if I kind of talk it out and, I, you know, I don't necessarily answer myself, but just getting right. it out there, out yep. of my mouth, I feel like what it really does is it creates some sort of intention and you're also forcing yourself to slow down your thoughts for those yes. few seconds and saying it out loud. And you're yeah. actually, you're just giving things more intention. You're, you're yeah. slowing down just a little bit and it really helps. Yeah. And when I look at a pile and I, I say out loud, I don't want to clean that pile, but I'm going to spend five minutes on it. I have five minutes to give. Like I, I say those things to myself 
And it that's just great. seems so much more doable. Like, it's like my brain hears my voice and it's like, oh, okay, fine. We can do that for five minutes. That's no problem. Like, I will allow yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> like, my brain's like, okay, fine. We'll do it. <laughs> Your brain's like, okay, fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then okay. we'll go watch TV or whatever. Yeah. That's it really so, is a constant I, battle. Yeah, with yourself, unfortunately. That's, yeah. that's what ADHD is. And you have to accept that. And you're yeah. not going to fight that battle by avoiding it and or avoiding the, the harsh realities of ADHD that really suck. But mm-hmm. we have to deal with it. And, and that's, you know, that's one of the things that I deal with with my ADHD clients who are struggling with organization is that if, if you don't accept who you really are and what you really need out of your space, then there's no point in me helping you because I can't, you know, we're not going to get there because I'm not going to do it for you. Like I'm, I'm definitely someone who's, I want to do it with you. You know, I don't want to be a cleaning lady. I want to help people and and get them to where they want to be, you know, and, and that's, you know, I, when people call me and they're like, yeah, I have ADHD and I need help with organization. The first thing I say is, are you ready to accept your challenges? That's the Mm -hmm. first thing I say on the phone, because if they're not, and I can tell right away because we're not good at hiding our feelings or emotions either. And they kind of, you know, they let me know. Yeah. And if they're not, I say, well, you take some time and you think about it and think about if you're ready to truly get organized. Because if you're not and you're not ready to really take responsibility for your messiness and, you know, figure out exactly where you want to be, then I don't want to waste your money either. And I really yeah. don't. I, I want to do things that that make change and, and actually help people. And um, it's so important. That awareness is so important. It's something that took me so long to find. But mm-hmm. if you have, if you spend that money on yourself and you hire someone like a therapist or whoever, you know, that it, it helps you so much quicker. And I, I wish, I wish I did, you know, a lot earlier, um, get that help. Same and here. I wish those doctors in the 90s gave me a little education. Yeah. I really could have used that. But yeah. we, yeah. we unfortunately, even now in 2019, have to do most of the education ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, all your listeners are, are working on that right now, right? Listening I to this know. podcast. They really are. And they, I just feel like we're all having revelations together, you know? Like people yes. reach out exactly. to me all the time with like, you know, this totally blew my mind. And that's so fun for me because I had to learn that on my own. And I love it. You're like, it blew my mind too. That's why I wanted to tell you. Oh my word. She is so right about that. If you made it to the end of this episode, here's a high five for you. I am so proud of you. Listen, I want to remind you that next week is going to be full of all of the practical tips for organization, but The work really begins in your mind because our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings create our actions, and our actions create our results. Do not forget to visit IHaveADHD.com slash organization to grab that freebie from Laura, and we will see you next week. I cannot wait to chat with you. Bye.